0: Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Welcome back to Facebook Live. I'm happy to be with you. What a start to the 2021 year. (laughs) What a brutal year 2020 was. Um, Sadly, the 2020 was made a far worse year because of government policy, government action. The very idea, um, honestly, the very idea that we are still being fed this pack of propaganda about how safe the vaccine is, knowing they've only had a few months to test it. The fact that we're being fed this pack of propaganda that that COVID should be something to fear. The reality is, hi Crystal, happy new year to you. Thanks for joining me. Uh, the reality is that COVID has a 99.9% survival rate. And just to run those numbers, if you look at under the age of 20, the survival rate is 99.997. Here's what that means. Hi Sarah, how are you? Hey Joe, hi Larry, good morning. Happy New Year. Um, yeah, I'm a hard pass on the vaccine too. Look at the numbers for people under the age of 20. If you're under the age of 20, out of 10,000 people who get COVID under the age of 20, three will die. And we now know without, without I mean literally it's irrefutable, the evidence from the World Health Organization, the CDC, that most people, 94% in fact, will have 2.6 average comorbidities if they die from or with COVID-19. So of those three kids that pass out of 10,000, they will have already been sick. So there's no need for a vaccine. Kids are not super spreaders. Kids are not getting sick. Uh, The fact that we don't have schools open, and my, my friend Matt Rooney, from the Save Jersey blog. You should follow him at Matt Rooney NJ on Twitter. He's got a lot of thoughtful insight as to New Jersey politics, who's running for governor, et cetera. Um, he said today, he tweeted out, open all the schools. And I say, let's qualify that the schools should only be open in person if we do it right. The idea that we're going to have first, second, third graders sitting apart on opposite ends of a lunch table with a mask on all day is not only detrimental to their physical health, it is, and that's not me. That's the 50,000 docs and medical practitioners who signed the Great Barrington Declaration. So again, there are plenty of uh, infectious disease specialists, epidemiologists, medical doctors from the ER head of emergency medicine, Daniel Murphy, at St. Barnabas in the Bronx, to Dr. Martin Kuldorf, who teaches at Harvard Medical School, and everybody in between, Dr. Colleen Huber, who I've had on the podcast, and many, many others all saying the same thing. The Danish mask study showed out of 6,000 people that were tested that there was no discernible difference between wearing a mask all the time and not wearing a mask at all in terms of the rate of infection. Look at New Jersey. Everybody's masked up, yet we still have 5,000 cases a day, a day. What's happened is very simple. <clears throat> What's happened is, thank you. Thank you, Denise, very nice. Hi, Brian, Happy New Year to you too. What's happened is this. <clears throat> Government got a little bit of a taste of control. So we had an outbreak in China in potentially November, but really in December, January, we started seeing all the propaganda films coming out of China with people being dragged out of their homes, etc. It was horrible. And it scared the crap out of people, I get it. March 16th, the President of the United States says we're going to have 15 days to slow or stop the spread. Okay, by April 7th, in the hottest spot in the entire country, if not the world, the Bronx... The estimate was 43% of Bronx residents already had coronavirus, which means they had achieved herd immunity. How do they achieve it at such a low threshold? Well, it spreads like wildfire, but most people don't get sick. And the indicator from the head of emergency medicine at St. Barnabas, this is Dr. Daniel Murphy. Don't take my word for it, take his word for it. April 7th at five o'clock, The number of discharges, deaths and transfers outnumbered the number of people coming into the hospital admissions. Why is this significant? Because the government sold us a bill of goods in the beginning that we were going to treat this medical crisis because the disease spread so quickly and we didn't have all the information we have today, we're gonna treat it so serious that we have to make sure that we have enough hospital beds for people who come down with COVID and actually get sick. Well, here's what we learned through the CARES Act, there are payments of up to $39,000 for COVID patients in the hospital. Now, why is that? Why is it if we go back to 2019, We have already recorded more than 7,000 flu cases. And this year, I think the total number is 73 or 86, something like that. Why is that? Let me tell you why. Uh, Hey Dom, how are you? Good to see you. You're a virologist, right? I'll bet you are wearing all kinds of masked up suits, gloves, everything when you're studying viruses. And I'll bet the one thing they won't let you go into a virus lab wearing is a medical mask because it ain't gonna solve the problem. And we know that. So think about this for a bill we are We're all gonna die from something, Bill, but probably not coronavirus. Actually, the odds are in favor of you uh, not even getting sick, let alone dying from it. That aside, let's talk about the reality. The reality is we never had an overrun on our hospitals. Let me say that again. The very first objective was met at five o'clock on April 7th. We should have opened within a week of that, within a week. And and the president made a mistake. I blame Trump as much as I blame Murphy. I know for my Trump friends that makes you angry and pisses you off. I get it. Okay. But I'm not going to apologize for my position. Donald Trump politicized the virus the same way the Democrats did. The Democrats politicized the virus to keep you scared and afraid. Trump politicized the virus to make sure that he could get credit for rolling out a vaccine before the election. Well, Mr. President, how did that work out for you? It didn't. And, oh, shut up, Charlie. What are you talking about, Charlie? What are you even, what misinformation, Charlie? Read something. You know what, Charlie, I'm gonna help you out. Actually, you guys can help out. Do me a favor. Uh, You can put it in this conversation. My website, www.nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia. And guess what? All the medical sciences there, all the doctors from Dr. Daniel Murphy to Dr. Martin Kuldorf at Harvard Medical School to everybody in between from Stanford and Oxford, infectious disease specialists, folks that have been on the front line treating patients of COVID, people who have had patients die on the table in front of them all there let me go back to my point the cares act incentivized hospitals to have positive cases you want to know why you're not seeing any flu cases it has nothing to do with the flu being eradicated that is complete and utter garbage and we all know that why because you don't get a big paycheck if you're a big hospital for having a flu patient however if that flu patient comes in to test positive for COVID, boom you get a check and the ventilators give you an even bigger check. So I wonder why so many patients, they rush to get ventilators in these patients that who knows whether they would have survived or not. Here's what we do know. The lockdowns are killing people, killing people. How do I know this? Hi, Christine, right back at you. How do I know the, oh, just Charlie Ann, go away. Why are you even watching? I don't understand. Hundreds have died. No, Charlie Ann, thousands have died. As a matter of fact, 2.8 million Americans have died this year. The projections are we may made top three million. Now, will that be an increase over last year? Absolutely, however, however, if you look at the real deaths around the world, Sweden, flat deaths, no lockdown, what does that mean? They've lost the same number of people this year that they lost last year. England, lockdown, no lockdown, guess what? In the month of October, they lost 43,000 people in 2020. They lost 43,000 people in 2019, same month. So let's face facts here, guys. The excess deaths in America are being caused by people who are suffering from drug addiction, people who have taken their own lives, people who are not getting the proper medical care that they need, and long-term care facility residents who were forced to cohabitate with symptomatic sick people coming out of the hospitals. Now, we know this, these are facts. Facts, 99.997% of people under the age of 20 will survive COVID even if they get sick, that's a fact. The number goes down if you're over the age of 70. 2.6 average comorbidities. So if you've got cancer or you had cancer at some point and you're overweight or you're diabetic, so you're fat and you had cancer and you're 75 years old, well, your survival rate's only 94.6. But let me break that down even more. That means 1,000 people over the age of 70 get COVID. 54 will die. But according to the CDC, right, the CDC that everybody listens to these days, that means out of those 54 people, 51 were already sick. So really, in reality, only three out of a thousand over the age of 70 are in true danger from coronavirus. Let's deal in reality, please. Now onto the vaccine. Judy Persichilli wants you to believe the vaccine is harmless. Well then why were the pharmaceutical companies held not liable and held harmless if anything goes wrong? That's number one, that's number one. Um, You know, Sweden, let me explain Sweden. Sweden had 6,000 deaths from COVID-19 that they attributed. Half those deaths, like New Jersey, came in their long-term care facilities in their nursing homes. Why? Because this spread a lot faster than the flu and it ripped through and people who were vulnerable died. That's number one. Number two, they never locked down. They stopped events with over, the, over 50 people, that's true. Then they had the college kids and the kids over the age of 16 stay home. However, between kids age zero to 15, 1.8 million in Sweden. You know how many died? I'll wait for it, go ahead, wanna do some research? Yeah, zero died, exactly. This disease is not dangerous to children. Schools should be reopened, masks should come off. Let me tell you a quick thing about the masks. If you didn't listen to my interview with a doctor, a microbiologist, and an infectious disease specialist, I know it sounds like the start of a joke, right? What do a doc, an infectious disease specialist, and a microbiologist walk into a bar? Anyway, that's for another story. I had them on the podcast, and we had this great conversation, and one of the things that they did, they did this lengthy study, peer reviewed the whole thing about masks, and no one even thinks of this. So guys in front of you would chop right with a mask on, and you're thinking, oh my God, we're all safe. Nope, think again. If you take a garden hose and you have the water trickling out and you put your thumb over the hose, what happens to the water? The water pressure increases and shoots out even further. Same thing with the mask. The mask is covering you and you know, if you look, go to the shop right today or Walmart or wherever you're going and you'll notice the sides of the mask are not sealed to the skin. Why? Because we're not walking around in virologist suits. No, what we're doing is we're walking around as normal human beings and people are doing this, effectively doing that. You think that's gonna protect you? What are you? Crazy, at the height of stupidity. But more importantly, that mask, you're blowing out your exhale to the guy behind you. So if you do, in fact, sneeze, you're actually dangerous to the person behind you. Bill Poland, tell that to the family who's lost loved ones what the hell are you even talking about? People die of heart disease every day. As a matter of fact, 500,000 people will die this year. How many hundreds of thousands will die from cancer? Do we do anything to regulate McDonald's and Burger King and the rest of the fast food crap that's out there? Don't come to me and talk about some story about the emotion that we should all of a sudden feel okay that we've lost our jobs, our economy, and driven our children towards suicide and drug abuse because somebody lost somebody to COVID. It's nonsense. You know it and I know it. Do people die? Yes, they die every single day, every single day, and they will continue to die. And the excess deaths are from people not getting treated for their normal routine checkups. Diabetes, heart disease, cancer, all on the rise. Suicide, drug overdose, all on the rise. Hi, Christine, how are you? So here's the thing. Uh, Here's the bottom line, people are scared to death. First of all, Christine, there are no hospitals in New Jersey that are overwhelmed. There are plenty of beds for everyone, that's number one. Number two, where are we seeing a spike in hospitalizations? California. They've had a mask mandate for months, they've had a complete lockdown for the past eight months, and they're seeing a spike. Why is that? Why? Well, let me tell you, the reason that that's happening is because it's the lockdowns that killed. There's a second reason in California though. If you remember, I was talking about this two years ago, California, you're right, uh, Franklin, the ERs are simply not full. Thank you, Patricia, I appreciate you. Uh, The bottom line is this, California, This goes underreported. They are treating people who are coming over the border, who are getting free medical treatment in their hospitals, and if they test positive for COVID, they're counting as a case. This is a scam like we have not seen in our lifetime. Why do I say that? Is the disease real? Of course the disease is real. So is flu. Guess what? So is the cold virus. We have shut down our economy over an advanced cold. Now, why do I say that? I'm being callous to the people who died? No, of course not. I pray for the people who have died and I hope they're in a better place, but the bottom line is you're not gonna save one life by taking away the job and the livelihood of a small merchant or restaurant owner in New Jersey, period. You will not save one life. If anything, you will kill people. And that's sadly what's happening. The lockdowns have killed more people than they could ever, ever have saved. Um, uh, So we've got a couple people, a couple trolls who have joined us that wanna talk about the death rate. Let me address that quickly before I jump. First of all, The death rate is projected to be higher. Let me tell you how they arrived at that projection. Right now, we've had 2.8 million people pass away this year as of, I think it's as of December 1st or December 20th, whenever they cut the numbers. The same number is about 150 to 200,000 people higher than it was at this time in 2019. Number one, death tolls rise and they have been rising every year for the last five to 10. Number two, The CDC is not accounting for how many people have turned 78 or older, which is the expected age of mortality in the United States. Baby boomers are getting old and they're now into that death range. Number three, and this is very important, very important for all of you that want to project these numbers and scare the crap out of people to force them to take a vaccine. Thank you, Debbie. Yes, I am 100% right because I am using facts from science and medical doctors. Now, I'm also using the CDC's own number. That number three reason, they took the weeks year over year that were negative and they zeroed them out. What does that mean? The weeks in 2020 that had fewer deaths than 2019 were not counted to average it out, they were counted as zero. So think about that, okay? Think about that. And guys, here's the thing. If you said to me, look, Bill, we're gonna lose a million, two million people and if we don't shut everything down for two weeks, then everyone's gonna die. That's what they said. But I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it on February 26th, and I don't believe it now. Why? Because it didn't pan out. Hospitals were never overwhelmed. As a matter of fact, doctors and nurses were furloughed during the entire pandemic. Think about that. We had doctors and nurses furloughed during the pandemic. Stop believing the propaganda. You don't need a vaccine for a disease that's 99.9% survivable, period, end of sentence. Take off the mask. The mask is a way of inhibiting your free speech. It's a way of dehumanizing you and having you rely on government. It is the greatest symbol of our slavery to tyranny that I have ever seen in my lifetime. And it's not a joke, guys. It's not an exaggeration. It's not a conspiracy theory. You put a mask and cover someone's face. You eliminate the smile. You eliminate the conversation. You eliminate the normalcy. And what do you do? You keep people scared to death. And what does that do? It drives into a vaccine. Do you see the line? lines in Florida to get the vaccine? Do you see the lines in Florida? Let me tell you what I would have done as governor. If I were governor of the state of New Jersey, back in March when the president said two weeks to slow the spread, the very first thing I would have done is said, okay, we're gonna follow the government's guidelines and shut down for two weeks. We are going to have an emergency session of the legislature to pass a relief package for every business that has to close for those two weeks. The minute that Dr. Daniel Murphy said on April 7th at five o'clock that we had passed the point where the hottest spots in the country, were now seeing a decline in hospitalizations, I would have reopened everything immediately, number one. Number two, would have called on the federal government and said, let's have those hospital beds at the ready. But, but, let's not incentivize. I would have voted against the CARES Act. Should have never incentivized ventilators. Should have never incentivized positive COVID tests. Number three, what I would do, throw out the PCR test. There should be no testing of healthy people. Now, New Jersey has one of the lowest rates of infection around the country. Why is it that states like Texas, Tennessee, the Carolinas, Florida, South Dakota are all wide open for business with no issue. The only place in America having an issue with hospitalizations is in Southern California. Now, They've been locked down for months, so stop it already. Stop it, stop it, stop it. If you're healthy, you're not spreading COVID. If you are healthy, you are not spreading COVID. If you are young, you are not spreading COVID. If you are young and healthy, you're not even getting sick from COVID, let alone dying. If we listened to the propagandists, we would have had two million deaths, it's outrageous. Look at Sweden, zero deaths year over year. Look at Florida. Look at the numbers. Here's the thing about Sweden, it's interesting. 6,000 deaths in the first wave and they learned a lot. Guess how many deaths in the second wave? 600. 600, why? Because they have immunity. That's ridiculous. It's so outrageous. And what's amazing about this, here's what's amazing. The death rates themselves are fake. How do I know that? 130,000 of the deaths listed at the CDC died from pneumonia or a heart attack. Think about that for a minute. You've been totally played. Take away the exaggerated deaths. Take away the fact that now nobody has flu, so therefore nobody's dying from flu, why? The hospital doesn't get paid for a flu diagnosis. They get paid for a positive COVID test. It's that simple. So the facts are there if you want to believe them or not. The facts are there if you want to take the time to read them or not. But you can just listen to what I have to say because I am not going to steer you wrong. I've got the backing from the intellectual thought, research, and experience from doctors who have been on the front line running these emergency rooms, from doctors from Stanford to Harvard Medical School to Oxford, there are now 50,000 plus medical practitioners who have signed the Great Barrington Declaration who have said the same thing I'm saying. Stop being afraid of COVID, protect the vulnerable. As governor, what I would have done is brought in those hospitals and the minute we knew all those hospital beds were empty, you send them home, you get back to normal life and you recognize that people will survive COVID. Actually, uh, zinc, vitamin C, and hydroxychloroquine and most people are gonna be just fine. So stop it already. This was about the election. This was about Trump. This was about fear among weak and cowardly Americans who are still afraid to leave their home. If you're one of those cowards, I just encourage you to thank you, Stephanie, for sharing my website. Read all about it. the The information is there. You don't have to take my word for it. By the way, the website is nj1015.com/slash BillSpadia. We need to stop having cowards and ignorant people run our policy. Stop being afraid of a disease that has a 99.9% chance of survival, stop it. You are killing our economy, you are killing our children, and if you're one of those parents that told your kid that Santa Claus needed to mask up and stay distant, shame on you, shame on you. Matt, I'll keep you posted as to what I'm gonna do. Um, Yes, many doctors are saying increase your vitamin C, increase your zinc, increase your vitamin D, all of these things. We can defeat COVID easily. And guess what? We already did, despite the best efforts of the politicians to keep you sick. Remember, big pharma and big medicine don't gain anything if you can treat coronavirus with hydroxychloroquine and some vitamin C and zinc. They gain nothing. They want you to take the vaccine. They want you to be scared. Why are you gonna subject yourself to take a vaccine that is completely unnecessary? And don't let Judy Kelly lie to you. People have died after taking the vaccine, that's a fact. People have had adverse effects from taking the vaccine, that's a fact. And when you compare the Moderna vaccine, the trial of 30,000 people, 15,000 took it, 15,000 did not take the COVID vaccine. Out of the 15,000 who took it, only one needed the ICU. Out of the 15,000 that took the vaccine, zero did. So it worked. But you're telling me we're gonna have forced vaccines worth billions and billions of dollars that will be subsidized by the taxpayers only to enrich big pharma and the big hospitals to prevent one out of 15,000 going to the ICU? That's patently absurd because what they're not telling you is what underlying conditions that person may have had. So if we're talking about focused protection and protecting our elderly over the age of 80, that can be done. It certainly is not going to be done by shutting down businesses, shutting down schools, and spiking the rates of suicide, drug addiction, heart attacks, etc. We have to get control of ourselves, overcome your fear. Walk with me on this journey. We can overcome the fear together. Facts are your friend and the facts say stop being afraid of COVID-19. It's simply not that bad. All right, that's all I got for you. Follow me on Twitter, at Bill Spadia. Connect with me on LinkedIn, and I'll see you tomorrow on the show, six to 10 a.m., New Jersey 101.5. Remember, nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia.